This is awesome that this worked out. A Ringer Rusillo podcast with SVP. Really famous dude from ESPN. We're able to book him. We know his people. His booking agents. I got a booking agent. I have not hired a booking agent yet. I'm not a comedian. But I did always love that line in Swingers because um, Michael, who who just, you know, the, the whole deal... Um, He's like, well, I have a booking agent. I have a booking agent. That was like something that a girl was supposed to fall for. And I recently was dumped by a pretty big time producer. And um, I I realized I didn't use those six months. I didn't in those six months use that line enough that I was like, well, I've I've partnered up with this this pretty famous producer, but um, I'm no longer partnered with him, which is amazing because it didn't feel like much of a partnership the entire time we were together anyway. What lines have you used out there? Uh, we'll get to all of those, Van Pelt. We'll get, we'll get to all of them. <laughs> all right. um, but yeah, let me just do this read, and then we're off and running. Produced in one of the world's right. longest-running distilleries, Belvedere Vodka is the world's finest all-natural vodka, part of a 600-year Polish vodka-making tradition. Belvedere is made with 100% Polska rye, pure water, and no additives. Hey, boys, if you're out and you want to look like a grown-up, get yourself a Ryan soda. It's just uh, Belvedere and soda water. Pretty simple. Add a lemon in there because that's what the Europeans do. Remember to always drink responsibly. Do you? Uh, you were a big Belvedere and Sprite guy. Yeah, way back. Yeah, I like that with a lime. I like that with a lime because it sort of takes the takes the, takes the edge off the vodka just enough, but you still ha- you still know you're having an adult drink, and um, you know. And then it's a good way if you just keep the lime in the drink. It's a good way to keep track because if there's too many limes, you're like, all right, I've probably had enough. Wait a minute. So you're. Your snake cup thing was was actually you were the OG of keeping the lime and just dumping the lime in there so that if you were past five or six limes you felt like all right maybe time to mix in a water. Yeah, I mean if it's if you could see enough fruit in there that it starts looking like sangria, you know it isn't sangria. You know you know that you've had you you've reached a decent a decent probably a decent buzz has arrived or is right around the corner and it's just time to mellow out a little bit. Did people mistake you for like a really tall busboy or something? Like I don't, I just, I find it hard to believe you at a certain level would be the guy with all of his fruit swag from three hours just ruminating. Yeah, in one no, cup. no, I don't want new lime. I want to let, I want to let the those old limes just they're still soaking in the juice. You know what I mean? They're still let, they're still there's still lime in there. We're good. I'm fine. Did we talk about why they, why they call um is it Brits limeys? Did you know that? Yeah. You know why they call them that, right? You're the history. You're the history buff. I defer to you on all matters of historical reference, be they slurs or, you know, battle of Appomattox. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a derogatory word for the, the British sailors because they, they used to constantly have limes to battle scurvy. So. Yeah, the scurvy. <laughs> How about that? How about like like in your daily? You know, I mean, you get older. You know, I'll take a pill for things. I'll take a fish oil because it's good for your heart or whatever. But like fish I, oil, I'm not, yeah, I'm big act- on that. I'm not actively attacking scurvy in my life. I don't, that's nothing I have to concern myself with. Yeah, those guys had it really bad, man. I mean, that kind of stuff on boats, like that was not. Yeah. What happens when you get it? Like, do you, is it itchy or do you, do you like, do you, what does stuff fall off? Like what, what happens with scurvy? What are the effects? I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know. Yeah. A lot of guys don't get it. No one's out two to four weeks with scurvy anymore in the NFL. <laughs> um, it's deficiency of vitamin C, hence the limes characterized by swollen, bleeding gums in the opening of previously oh. healed wounds, which particularly affected oh, poorly nursed. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was big for undernourished sailors until the end of the 18th century. So, yeah, you, I don't hear about it a ton. I don't even know in the last case. Yeah. Should I Google that? This is a great segment. Google that now. Last case yeah, Google, of scurvy. Yeah. Google 1800 ailments and follow up with gout. Although people <laughs> no. have dudes have had gout. No, I had a couple of buddies that had gout. They kind of fall in the same category all the time. Root for the Giants. Could lose a few pounds. Love Jack and Cokes. So, so, so you want to yeah. avoid gout, maybe pick a different lane. <laughs> yeah, root for the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
you know, yeah, maybe a, a, maybe a spritzer and yeah. get a Peloton. Um, it's saying, I, you know, a guy just wants a simple answer. The most recent documented outbreak of scurvy was in Afghanistan, 2002. Honestly, if I had a bet on where the most recent bout of scurvy was going to happen, I, I don't think Afghanistan, I, I'd get there quicker than, I, than you would think. I don't know if this is, I don't want to have this podcast sound anti, or you be associated with an anti-Afghanistan podcast, so maybe we should just move on. Yeah, we'll go. We're good at that. Just just hit the button on the radio, old like the old days, and we'll go to a new topic. Okay, so new topic because I have something. I'm I'm I don't want to get too far in with it because I, I got really upset about something this morning, which is completely irrelevant in my life. And I'll probably it's cool because I'll notice if I get upset about something, and then it's like three minutes later, I don't care anymore. I'm like, that's amazing. Look at this. That's just growth. It's growth. Yeah, it is. It is growth. It is growth. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. But, um. Klosterman and Simmons were talking and it was really brilliant stuff about is Instagram the real and the real is the fake. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is incredible. So I wanted to try to sound really smart. And you almost touched on it with the sailor drama that we had back in the 1800s or the 1700s, 18th century. People still screw that up. Um, if you could time travel to any period it could be recent. It could be last week if you wanted it to be, um, mm-hmm. or any any time. What would you go with, and why? See, I'm not I, I, literally as I'm speak as I you were asking that question. I was sipping, I was sipping a small diet coke, and um, and so for me, going back to some period in time, you know, like the Renaissance or something where there were no, there were diet Coke didn't exist and there weren't like really, really plush pillow top beds. And I had to refer to people as my lady stuff like that. That I would, I wouldn't play well in any of that because I'm not interested in, in the formality of it. I like to sleep comfortably and I have a crippling addiction to diet Coke. So anywhere in the past that doesn't include that while I mean, maybe the cerebral answer is something along those lines. Like, oh man, to imagine to have been with Michelangelo. Like, no, man, none of that for me. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not that noble or, or interesting. Um, so I'm afraid that my answer would be like, tell me the day that, that when Apple stock was two bucks, and I'll. But even then, like, I'd still have to wait too long to recoup. You know, all of the all the financial gains, and that's a shallow answer too. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to be on that evolved. Simmons, Klosterman plane. I'm just thinking like, because oh, my immediate thought, the minute, the minute you asked me that, my first thought is, what can I do that I can get richest the, the, the easiest? Is that a terrible answer or an honest answer? No, because I think about that all the time. Like sometimes I, I go like, if you could just, if you could do this thing, like imagine, and sometimes it's me trying to think of like a TV show, right? And I'll go, what if you had this concept where you got like one chance, everyone in their lives could go, you know what? I actually do want to hit the reset button, but that's it. Like you got to go back. And you can pick whatever time. And if so, if I said, okay, I want to start right over again in college. And then it's like, well, why would I want to do that? I like everything sort of worked out. So I want to go through all that hassle and struggle and thinking I'm a loser again. Like, I don't want to do that. So well, is that the right thing? What if it didn't? Because what if, what if, what if doing all those things that prevented some of the heartache also prevented where you currently land right now? Right? Like, cause what, that, what was that? It was that movie. Who was in it? Down? It was like, it, it, it was second. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. It was, a, it was a, the guy's dad was a fireman, and he had died, and he was able to kind of go back and blown and away. Un, he was no, it was like frequency. It was called frequency, I think. Mm, and it was I'm it was this, this now. it was actually kind of a, it was there was some cool cool elements to it. But he was able to go back and undo the past. But by in, in undoing the past, which prevented his dad from dying, and again his mom died, it was really messed up. Um, so. Going back to yeah, and going back to college, you'd also have to like write papers and stuff. And there was no internet then. You know how much harder it was to write papers when you couldn't just sort of steal them off the internet. Um, yeah, but I think the other part of that too was that because there was no internet, I was not a college cheater. I just didn't. I don't know why it. You know, and I'm not asking for, you know, a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> because I didn't cheat college. Yeah. You know, I, didn't need, I didn't either. I'm just, but I'm just, I'm saying it's the, the ability to write papers now and the ability to source information you could use 
in your own original papers is just a far easier process. People don't know about microfiche. <laughs> no, but I think what happened was is that it was also easier to cheat in a way because there was this one class. This is going to sound crazy, but like there was this one class. It was basically called sex education, but it was at UVM. And so, of course, it had like a little. Dude, were you teaching to it? it? Huh? Were you the teacher? Dude, <laughs> I was the teacher's assistant. TA dude, special program. Craftsbury, Vermont, Lake Retreat. No big deal. 96. Um, that's a true story, though. Because guys were like, you have a what? And then we're like, yeah, we, we have this like massive auditorium style. It had to be a couple hundred kids that were in the class. And, you know, it was just sort of advanced sex ed. But everybody took it. And then you had to have a discussion group about your like beliefs and all of this stuff. It actually got me kind of on the right track about certain things that we argue about in society today. So actually, I think the, that part of the class is really cool. But then dudes would be like, dude, it's a three credit A if you become a TA for this whole thing. And then you have a discussion with younger people at your house. And I mean, it was it was really kind of weird because I'd be like, hey, guys, can I have the living room? The sex group is coming over and we're going to discuss things and projects. And then like my roommates would come down to see if there were any girls in the group. And um, they probably don't do that anymore, is my guess. Let's hope we've all evolved. We've all evolved. But, but is there is there an answer for you? Because now I'm honestly interested, and I feel I. I mean, I'm just being completely honest. I mean, I, I should I should just make up something other than when Amazon stock costs four bucks <laughs> and or Apple, and think I would just figure out a way to cobble enough to get enough shares. Where now, sitting here today, I'd be on, sitting on billions. But I'm, I'm that feels like what I would want to try to do. I, is, is there some place you'd want to go? No, because I still think there there needs to be an exploration of what you said here, because I've thought about it that way, too, where it's like, oh, OK, well, I'll just make sure that like, what was I going to do then? Was I going to be better at talking to girls just because in my brain I'm 44, but I'm still like a skinny 18 year old? Like that would suck. I'd look at my body and be like, all right, time to get to work. And then you're right. Like if you had to start over and you were successful or somebody as successful as you, like what were you going to do? Tell your buddies, be like, hey, bro, you need to kind of tighten it up a little bit. And you're like, no big deal. I'm going to be hosting the biggest show at ESPN in like 10 years. Just back off. And so would you become arrogant about it? The stock thing I've thought about, and then it's like, maybe you would just say, screw it. I'll become a hedge fund guy and I'm going to have the greatest calls ever until whenever you went back in time, then all of a sudden be like, so-and-so's lost his touch. It was like, yeah, because he's not time traveling anymore. Um, and it's probably a better movie than it is a TV show because I wouldn't even know how to possibly write the ending of this. Like season five is what? Be like, I don't know. Another guy does it. But Morning Edition was that, right? The guy got the newspaper the night before, right? He 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 knew he knew Listen to you. He, he knew tomorrow's he knew he knew Monday's headlines today. But that as we know that that concept has been co-opted. So I don't know, maybe that's one we couldn't do. So many people have done Monday's headlines today that I'm I'm afraid now that maybe I stole it from somebody. <laughs> uh, you, you know, maybe they maybe we maybe we time traveled. Maybe that was our your time travel was actually just coming from 2019, and you ripped it off from one of the 25 other people that have done it since you and I brilliantly unleashed it on the world. I don't know that one has been that one has been recycled um, quite a bit. That is the handy quite a bit of of, of quite seconds. a bit. It's like people that come on and sing songs and like you yeah, have five judges sort of along that and it's in that genre that flavor. I don't even like like after a couple of years we were done. We were done with it. You know. Um, so I, I oh yeah, but but you but the, the but the beauty the beauty of you is that in the commercial break before the segment you could still whip together three in a car that were always it, the hit rate wasn't maybe a hundred but it was really high always funny. No, it evolved though too, and then once Canel started doing it, it just became like a wordplay thing, and then it just was it was something else, and then it I, of course it annoyed me for like two months, and then <laughs> and then I realized. You know, I just got to go with this and just, you know, unbutton the shirt and let it happen. And uh, I started to appreciate it sure. a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. All right. There was one other thing on the time <laughs> travel, and then we'll move on to college football. Uh, sure. When you said Michelangelo, I, I was impressed with the pronunciation. Um, so kudos to you. I think I got the wrong had, Michelangelo book. I had, some, so, I, I had some art history classes, you know, no big deal. <laughs> right after the much. film, right after the film study, I did a little, little art. Little, little, you know, Renaissance art. No big deal. Are you an art minor? I forget. No, no, no. I just have a. I, I have an appreciation for it. Actually, my my was my mom did some stuff. She was a big Michelangelo guy. Oh no, kidding. Okay, so all right, you bring him up and you said something like it'd be amazing to go back. I don't know that you could just walk around and be like, "Is Mike around?" You know, like say you got <laughs> out of your know. time traveling pod. 
you know, I mean, granted, he was kind of all over the place and poor, so maybe he was more, you know, accessible than some of these other great people. But like, there's a really good chance most places you land, if you couldn't find the right shirt pretty quickly, you were going to get stoned to death. Right. That's what I'm like. What am I, am I just popping around in some, in like, you know, some Under Armour gear and 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 some, uh, I don't know, some Roan track pants? Like, I was looking like, like, who's this? What is this person? Yeah, they'd Where'd be so afraid from? of you. So maybe if you just did, okay, let's let's stop being so realistic about the whole thing. Um, I think, and we had everything. The pro- we had the proper shirting. We had the proper shirting to blend <laughs> in and try to try to in- infiltrate the crew of whomever. Yeah. How yeah, do you think right, of yeah. this? Sh- like, but when does it happen? Honestly, too often it just doesn't ever really go off. Because yeah. I I was thinking about this as is some sort of concept, but it just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know how to execute the ending, which is basically every TV show idea that everybody comes up with, you know, and people are like, oh, I have an idea for you. And you're like, all right, cool. What is it? And then you just go, that's cool. That's cool. One show. But then like, how's it end? And then um, that's what happens. You know, lost. I don't know how the hell you would have pitched that and be like, hey, at the end, it's going to be this. It's like, or did you not know what the end was going to be? And it was just really cool for a while. And then it's like, how are we going to end this show? Like, I don't know. Let's just add another season. Maybe that's what Maybe that's why Breaking Bad worked as well as it did because they cause Gilligan started with an end and and sort of like memento and then worked his way backwards. Is that isn't that kind of what happened with that? He knew the ending. Yeah, he's he's like a different level because he's also everybody likes him so much, which I don't know that you hear that about every showrunner. Um, and he's pretty experienced guy. But yeah, when I read, remember that book that I got you, that difficult men book by Brett Martin, which was really uh, really inspiring to me about every one of these. You know, shows the last 20 years that are special TV shows and how the whole concept came together and everything. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, you would know because that was kind of your your go-to. You liked that one in a way that made up for you not 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 liking other shows, but not even engaging. But I'm not going to get on the wire debate with you again because we've already done it too many times. I know. I, I, I have to just own that one and admit to my, my that I, I'm odd in a lot of ways. A lot of ways I'm odd. That's one of them. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask, has it been exhausting being a Sturgill Simpson fan for like 10 days? <laughs> no, see, I liked... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I have some sort of respiratory ailment. No, I <laughs> I don't pretend to... I, when he went on the Grammys and sang... Um, um, and what's the name of that song? You can let go of the pain if you choose to. Um, can't think of the, think of the title. Is that the all. Dead Don't Die one? Uh, I don't. It's it's the one that it's the one that's got the really. It's got a very cool cover. The, the art, it's like the artwork is very dreamy. Um, he won a Grammy for it, and he had the Memphis horn section or whatever with him. I and I'm like, this guy's really good. And I downloaded like three of the songs and I listened to him a lot. And then the new album came out and I played it and I'm like, wow, this is really really just. And the whole there's the whole anime thing. And then I read about that and I I, I find him very interesting. But no, I'm not exhausted because I'm new. I'm I'm new. And I really like it. And I'm trying to tell people that, that may not know that they should listen, that they should listen. That's all. Obviously, that was that was a little bit of a between two ferns type of question for you. Um, because you know what the story no, is? I wanted to answer, I want to a- answer it earnestly because I don't want to act like I've got his tour T-shirts because I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Total poser over here as well. Um, you know, I don't celebrate his entire catalog because I don't know the whole thing. But I've been digging back and I read about, you know, the new release two weeks ago and I go, you know what, if, if long loves this guy, the way like Chris, that's his dude. I don't know if they have, have spent time together, or whatever, but he, yeah, <laughs> summered <laughs> toured together, but that's his dude. And I'm like, you know, if he likes him this much, maybe I should give this another, another try. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. This guy, this guy's kind of another level. But what I thought was really fascinating about the release of the Sturgill thing this week was that you had so many different, let's just say people with varying tastes and interests and maybe are never on the same page on anything all collectively you could see on social media, people you'd least expect going, holy shit, like this, this thing's amazing, which is really impressive because it's almost impossible to do today. Right. To have, to have uniform kind of approval from all precincts. That's, that's, I'm with you on that. Now I want to know what the name of that album was because it was popular as hell and I'm Googling it. Now I'm Googling it. And I'm going to say um, it. So I know I what it was. It's the one that kind of looks a little bit like an ocean thing. Um, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah, Sailor's Guide to Earth. It almost has a mastodon oh. look to it. Yeah. Right, which is what it naturally would. That's what drew me in initially was, uh, man, I hope it sounds like that. And then I'm like, whoa, it really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last concert you've ever been to? Uh, Michael Bolton and Kenny G. And, uh, no, and Wolf no. Trap. No, come on. I haven't seen any recently? live music. In a, I haven't seen it. I, I, it's, I, don't, I don't go to live music, which is sad. Is it 10 years? We've had, is- we've had, but there have been several guests who were actually kind of up. I was going to go see Tenacious D because Jack Black came on and he couldn't have been nicer. He's like, oh, you know, I said, I'm going to come be a backstage Betty somewhere. And then uh, they got close, but then I think I had a show. And then Billy Clark Jr., who I was blown away to find out as a fan of the show, um, you know, I liked him, great guitar player, uh, among other things was close enough. But see, that's the problem with living in, in Hartford because Gary Clark Jr. comes to Boston, he doesn't come to Hartford. So, you know, I need some people to come to Hartford is what I'm saying. And then maybe I'll go see a show. No, I just want to do the stat updates with you. So it's definitely been over a decade since you've been to a live concert. Like a full-on show? I mean, other than like popping into a Super Bowl show where the Roots are playing and it was that that was actually awesome. And it was the Roots and um, and Nas. But like that, that doesn't count really because I was just sort of a party where they were. So it, easily it's been that long. Last movie you went to? In a theater? Um, well, driving, I guess, would technically count here too, but I didn't think I needed to ask. That's a good point. I think it, I think it might have been that Finding Dory with my daughter. That, and that's <laughs> that's several several years ago she was very little last or most recent new television show that you were into um ooh, that's a good one is it breaking bad i don't might have been like there's all this netflix stuff that everyone's supposed to yeah. you're supposed to watch yeah. i just kids i don't i yeah i'm just telling you man like it's if you're going to get, if I'm going to get some TV time, I'm going to, it's probably going to be a game. And that's, that's who you are at your core. I would check out, I think you'd like Mindhunter on Netflix though. That's the one about the, that's the one about serial killers. Yeah. They do a really good job of that. And the time part of it is, is huge. And I guess that's Fincher who's, you know, his, his touch is very unique on stuff. It's very artsy people, podcast. People, so people rave, people rave about that one. People like that one. I want to, like I, 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 I don't doubt I would, especially if you said it. But no one hates a recommendation more than you do, so we all know that. Mm, that's it's, it isn't that. It's it just it's the commitment. Okay, here's the thing. I'm, I'm a I'm a binge I'm a binge consumer, and then I have an addictive personality. And so if I really like it, like a hundred years ago, when when my buddy Calf, that is a frequent name drop on your podcast from Chicago said you should watch the office, the BBC office. And I watched all of it in like one weekend and I loved it because there are only two seasons. That's the problem. If I really like it, then I'll, I'll become obsessed. And I, I don't know that I can afford to get obsessed. So I almost preemptively don't do fun stuff. This sounds really, really awful, but it's just, I'm just being like honest. This is real inventory and I appreciate it. You're helping me. Um, that's what happens. I'm like, I'll really like it. Then I want to watch it. Then I probably won't be able to, but if I do, I devote a lot of time to it, then I'll be kind of like neglecting my family, and that would suck. I don't want to be a shitty dad just watching TV all day. Hey, go away. I got to watch more Peaky Blinders. You know, I, I just can't. So I just don't do stuff. It's a vicious cycle. Two things I got out of that. Sounds like number one dad material, and yep. don't try heroin. <laughs> yes, both of those things are true. That would, man. I, I'm going to really avoid that one. You know, if, if Mad Men's going to turn you into a drooling slob after two days, I'm going to say, let's leave the H alone <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, Don't give Van Pelt the horse. <laughs> all right. Let's do, let's do uh, sports at some point in the first 30 minutes of this. Um, sure. I, I want you to tee this up because it's a great question. And I did it with Cannell with the top six teams kind of up against each other. And how about this, Cannell? Because I had three SEC teams against the three non-SEC in the top six. He picked all the SEC teams. I saw that. I saw that. Clever Rostillo right there. Just pit one versus the other. Loved it. Right. And then he didn't even realize. I was like, oh, man, you did it. Um, The Ohio State LSU question is a great one. So it's your question. So I want you to take as long as you need with it because it's it's really good. All right. Well, I think the reason that I was – I thought it would be fun to talk about both those teams is that I don't ever feel like they get kind of 
pitted together. Like we talk about this group that have kind of differentiated themselves. We're starting to get some answers really in a lot of ways this week, right? LSU plays Florida and you get a little, I mean, excuse me, Auburn plays Florida. You get a little more clarity with that than LSU plays Florida next week. So you start getting chances to knock each other off. But for right now, it's always like Alabama and Clemson get talked about. And, and I, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't feel like Ohio State and LSU are ever sort of put on a side-by-side comparison. And I love it also because of the Burrow thing, because obviously Burrow was at Ohio State um, before he went down to LSU. And I, I found him interesting. He was a guest on the show, and I read a story about him. Apparently, he's been a pretty confident slash cocky kid his whole life. And yeah. now he's playing at a, and now he's playing at a level where he absolutely deserves to be as confident as he apparently always was. Um, and I, like, I feel like obviously to date LSU's got a better win because they got to go to, to down to Texas and and play and and they won that that close game. And I don't know what we know definitively about Ohio State because of who they played. But like, I watch Fields on offense, and I can tell he's pretty dynamic. And defensively, let me, let me stop right there and just say I think the best player on either team is the defensive end for Ohio State. I think Chase Young is is an absolute monster. Um, and like, I don't know, is, is that enough to differentiate? Cause you say, well, the quarterbacks kind of check off. There's a bunch of DBs on both teams. They're going to be eventually playing on Sundays. Um, I'm not going to go unit by unit, but I just like, if I, if I ask myself who I think would win the game, um, I, I, I think Ohio state might be fractionally better. Um, but I but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I think they're, they're clearly two of the best teams in the country. It's so hard to just say, Hey, you know, you know, like, look, if somebody's listening to this right now going, are you guys nuts? It's Ohio state. Then you're just an Ohio state fan. And if you're saying it's absolutely LSU because they have the better win. Yeah. They have the better win than Ohio state has. LSU has arguably what we think right now. And we may look back on this in five weeks and laugh our heads off. But as of right now, LSU going into Austin and beating Texas, and I don't want to hear about being a one-score game because, I mean, to me, you watch that game, it's very clear that LSU was a better football team. Fourth quarter got wild. That brought this up a million times. And it was a last-second touchdown with an onside kick. So it's like, okay, you know, sometimes we look at those scores and we look back and be like, hey, one-score game. You go, was that really what happened, though? Is that really what happened? That's better than, I think, anybody else. Um, Auburn, Oregon is up right there. Now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, like, that's right, that's right, better. That, it's certainly better right. than Ohio State, but it's better than maybe anybody else in the country. So then you feel like, hey, that's something that's real and it's tangible. But this Ohio State defense is on a completely different level um, as compared to what this was like. I had heard some stuff about the Shiano thing, like it just wasn't clicking. And, and it's very clear with a lot of the same guys, it's a completely different unit and it's not just about the schedule. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> that, that, that the, the second half of last year, that defense, I mean, you know, no one loves Maryland more than I do, but Maryland wasn't going out hanging fifty on people. They scored fifty on them, and and was and was a completion, a two point conversion away from beating them in overtime. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess Maryland doesn't hang fifty on this Ohio State defense. And and guys are allowed to get better too. You see that, that there are people that have taken jumps. Um, but but I mean, to me, most notably, you know, the name that if you're not a, a Saturday football viewer, you will learn on Sundays is, is Chase Young. He's He's just different, um, and he's a disruptor, and everything is a problem because of, of him. And it's not like LSU doesn't have dudes also. I just – I think it's – I just – for whatever reason, I just picture those two jerseys here on the field thinking, man, if we got that in the playoffs, sign me up right now. Right now, today, on early October, I'd be thrilled to see those two teams play. No, it's such a great call, though. I mean, and that's what you know. I love about your Big Ten knowledge is that you know, I've forgotten <laughs> about the <laughs> – no, but but it's true. Like you're sitting there with these Ohio State players, and you know, here I I love Chase on and the, the 18 there at LSU, and I go, why do I love this guy when Chase Young exists? Like you've seen them both in person, and it was a different level with Chase Young. I just sent you a picture of him that somebody DM'd to me because we started, you know, not that this is breaking news that oh hey we're talking about Chase Young all of a sudden because everybody knew that this kid was was that special was going to be probably a top five pick, but um yeah post post Shiano. This this is a different group. How's he's, that picture like, to come through? I just looked at it. Well, that, that's why D'Antonio said he doesn't think of him in human terms, and you understand why. He's he's enormous. But he's so fluid. Like you look at him going, is he like a, a tight end that you could you could move out to the slot? 
and that's that's the way like as as big as he is and everything and he's not like too big for his body type of deal but he's just he's everything you would want in an edge guy in today's in whatever i mean saturday or sunday it doesn't really matter so i just can't really argue against this and i feel like this is just a thing that i've done more and more and it's kind of a way to look back at the arrogance of youth but when i was younger and did this job i'm like no shut up Ohio State's way better than them. LSU sucks. And that's just what everybody still does. But as you get older and you're around it, like I just opened my mind up to the fact that there's very, like rarely, or I would say less often do I finish a week going, oh, yes, I know exactly what every, you know, what every team is now. You know, it just, I expect to be surprised all the time. I mean, I look at Seahawks Rams and I go, you know, I kind of thought maybe the Seahawks were falling off a little bit. I always have the benefit of the doubt with them. Um, that Saints game was a bad look, you know, going in there with Bridgewater, losing at home, and it didn't really feel close, even though the score, whatever. And then they beat the Rams, and I know the Rams miss a kick, but I leave I leave that Thursday night game looking at Seattle and L.A. going, you know what, I actually like both teams better now Friday morning than I did going into Thursday night. Yeah, I, I said it to Damian Woody on SportsCenter. I said, look, let's just start here. Both teams are good, and if Sterling makes the kick, we do a different segment right now. And we wouldn't do, hey, Russell Wilson is a freaking magician. But he, both things are still true, even though a kick got missed. So I, I think I, I, that nuance isn't what, what people in our business do real well. And I, I do think that like watching, uh, well, although watching college football this year, there, hasn't, there haven't been any weeks yet where at the end of it, you go, you know, Ohio State might struggle with people. Like they just, they haven't had that indifferent quarter yet. They haven't, like they've come out and God bless Nebraska people. I mean, they, they were ready for a party, and Ohio State just wasn't. So they didn't get to even have fun. Um, and LSU's been the same kind of deal. And what's fun about them, and, and, and you and I, in our radio days, obviously we've talked with great fondness for the people down there, and Baton Rouge is, is as good a time as there is. And everybody from LSU's always been so kind. And I, I think, you know, when we've gone, this, and I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I think, I think that I'm right here, that when we've gone there, we've both kind of, done that fun thing in our mind when we think about time travel and you go, man, how much fun would it have been to have spent about four or five years down here? Um, you know, just being just your college years, just doing this every Saturday in the fall, blah, blah, blah. So we've enjoyed it, but they've, what they've never been in any of the times that we went down there is what they now are on offense. Like they've never been a video game on offense and their ability to score and Burrow's ability to throw it. Um, and the receivers, them, I think, which they, well, they without, they've well, always but, had but, these I mean, receivers. They, now they look good. Sure, like early Doucette. I mean, I remember when they got Doucette, and we're like, "Whoa, Doucette!" And like it was like, with all due respect, it didn't even matter because like if they don't chuck it to you, then you're not going to really get this show out. And now on top, yes, great receivers for sure. But the, the, the approach that they've that they've now developed and like just going with tempo. Like Burrow had like five touchdown passes against Vandy and like a half. It seemed like. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's a spooky gear they've got um, on offense, which is fun. So, I mean, that's why if they, like, if just seeing Burrow and Fields go head-to-head would be fun because I'm just trying to think who can, which defense could slow the other down. And I don't know that either would really well, but, I mean, eventually somebody would get a stop, I guess. Yeah, I think it's, it's who's going to make a mistake in the red zone. Like, that's what I think this game is now. When you have these offenses that are this dialed in and – you know, Jarvis and Odell put up really good numbers with Mettenberger that year, but it took us until both those dudes were in the NFL to kind of realize how special they were in college, you know? And now when you look at LSU's receivers and you're going three and four guys are running around wide open, like when the hell did this start? And, and I know year? Stanford, <laughs> what's that? I know Stanford Steve was always big on this. Like you'd stand on the sideline with him watching a game. And I just always knew there was something he'd see that I just wasn't ready to see. And you know, we watched maybe four possessions of LSU one game, and it was a year they were struggling on offense again. And, you know, all the fans are like, how is this possible? Like, how do we have as many NFL players except for Bama, you know, and everybody else in every single year? And, and Steve just looks at me and shakes his head. He's like, two-man routes. He's like, two-man routes. You've got all these athletes, and it's two-man routes on every single play. And, you know, you just become really predictable. And he was right. And it was, you know, granted, it's Jarvis and Odell running the routes and maybe, you know, a tight. I'm not saying every single possession was only two guys out on the outside, but um, it's not like that anymore. It's just not. And seeing it in person against 
against Texas, who I think is a good football team. You're just going, this is weird. And you're right, and Burrow's turning around on the bench, and he's waving goodbye to the Texas fans when they still gave up another touchdown and given up the onside, which would have been a horrible all-time look for Burrow. But, you know, he's got some edge to him that they probably needed at that position because before they had guys with edge, they couldn't back it up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, I just like his story, and I, I, I like anybody that's got enough confidence to, you know, to to say this isn't my lot in life. Um, my destiny is not to be the second string quarterback at Ohio State. And you go to a program that's as big a deal as LSU and become their guy for two years. And I don't know. I think those stories I always enjoy. And um, I just, again, it's through the first month. We just we haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to find out. You know, if if these guys have anybody in their in their weight class, uh, even in their league, like you know LSU, you know is going to run into Bama. I don't know who Ohio State has, although actually Wisconsin, I think's real good, and they meet in October twenty sixth. I think is is when that game happens. So that's a, that's a fun one because Wisconsin has has a great identity. I Steve was up at the Wisconsin game and he came back and we were talking, somebody in our our meeting brought up Michigan. And it's like Harbaugh, and he's a Michigan man, and you know they got they got beat, and this and that. And Steve just was sort of doing that Steve thing where he was smiling and nodding. And someone just said, "What?" And he just said, "I'm just waiting for somebody to talk about the red team. Maybe the red team's good." And it's like, yeah, maybe they are. They they don't they don't try to be anything other than what they are. And given the 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 variety and the offensive talent that we're talking about with LSU and Ohio State, Wisconsin just like lines, they have a hippo package, that's what they call it. They line up like seven hippos and run you over. That works too. So, I don't know, it'll be fun as I, as we go through the, this month particularly to get a little bit more clarity of just how many of these teams, right? Right now there's what, six or eight or whatever that you're like, ooh, these are the group. That's nah, probably not that many. It's probably a couple fewer and we find that out starting maybe this Saturday. Now, the Wisconsin calls a good one. So let's just do this quick because you were leading into the next thing I wanted to do. Outside of the top okay. six, which I mentioned, like we haven't had, I think the number was 1969 was the last time the preseason top six were still the top six, not in order um, this this far into the season, like through September, which is, you know, absolute angst for all the other fan bases. But we do have a weird thing. I know, look, I'm just, I guess I'll speak for myself, but there's a human nature element of seeing like a six next to a team and just going, yeah, they must be really good. And then seeing, um, let's say, a, a 20 decks to another team, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're okay. And it just and it's hard. And you're like, no, you've watched both teams play like a couple times. Do you really think that there's that much of a gap? And that's always the thing you kind of fight with. But outside of the six, how many teams down could we go where you wouldn't be like, no, I don't want it? Like if Auburn won the national championship at the end of this whole thing, would that be a surprise to you? Um, how many teams yeah, down well, can we go? I mean, they- I mean, well, I mean, just based on what I kind of thought they were in August, if that happened, yeah, it would be a surprise. But hold on, let me see here. I want to try to be. Realistic. I have the schedule up in front if you need it. No, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, I'm always worried about if my cell phone works in my office. Um, I saw Penn State in person, uh, unfortunately, against Maryland, and they they surprised me. Their defense is real, um, and if their if their offense is even close to what it was against Maryland, then they then they're good enough to you know. I mean, they get games with, with Ohio State, Michigan. Um, so, so you went. You, you're th- already throwing Penn State into this. No, I'm just. Well, I'm, I'm going down to that level. I think Oregon's really good, and I think that they they had a, a, a crushing loss, which is which could haunt them because I don't know that I don't know where they lose. Um, I mean, right now, I right now I still feel like. I mean, it's obviously Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, Oklahoma, or sort of the sixth in Auburn and Wisconsin. And then because Notre Dame lost, there they sit, either nine or ten. There, I think, I think you still you still have all the way down to like Penn State because they got games against Ohio State. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the path is for Oregon because people get get it in their head that the Pac-12 is just well, they're out again. Um, that's that'd be my concern with them. Well, how many yeah, the, are you? The just Oregon saying, thing. Are you? Are you like, where, where do you draw the line? I like Oregon. I, I, I still do. Um, we'd be looking at them entirely differently if you know Bo Nix doesn't make an incredible play that probably was still a bad throw, and that's why maybe I'm a little skeptical on Auburn because I just go, can Bo Nix? You know, it's just asking a lot of these guys. 
there's juniors and you're like, oh, this guy's inconsistent. Juniors, hell, there's 28-year-old quarterbacks on Sunday. They're like, oh, if he could just be a little bit more consistent. You're like, you know what? This is probably who he's going to be. Because about half of these guys, that's the reason why they're not awesome is that they just have bad games and they have good games. But I look at the... I'm skeptical of... I'm skeptical of Auburn. Be, be, I'm skeptical of Auburn because they have to play at LSU. Georgia comes to the plains. So does Alabama. So I mean, if, if let's just say this: if they win those games, they will have beaten three top five teams, and we will not have any doubts about Auburn. You know what I mean? Um, no, no, right. And that's that's with Florida this week. I probably wouldn't put Florida in there, but I like Trask better than Franks. Um, Oregon. I look at the Pac-12, and this is a compliment here: is that it kind of feels like any of these teams can knock each other off because that's exactly what's happened already. So I wouldn't just pencil in Oregon and say, okay, well, you know, they got, you know, they're, they're rolling along here and they have uh, eight more Pac-12 wins, no problem. Like that seems like you're assuming a lot. Maybe we can go ahead and assume that one. And, uh, I don't know. They're at, no, excuse me. They're at Eugene, not Corvallis this year. Um, Penn State, I'm not buying because I've watched them too much this year and gone, you know, you're going to have to be a little more impressive. I'd still include Texas. I wouldn't include Florida, but then that probably means they're going to beat Auburn this week because they're home. Um, Notre Dame, I'm I'm on the fence with, but Wisconsin, absolutely. Like if they were sitting there at the end of this whole thing, I don't think we can be surprised unless we just look at Michigan because Michigan is probably going to end up being five and one. But if Michigan gets housed by a couple other good teams again, we'll say you know maybe we overrated Wisconsin based on that. So you know it's it's hard. I fight myself on trying to connect all these things, but it's just kind of the way it works. You know, we could be sitting here right now thinking maybe LSU is amazing, and then Oklahoma destroys Texas, and then then what? You know, are we going to go? Ooh, we have to look at LSU differently. I mean, and the LSU thing doesn't matter. It matters for one freaking game, and it's can you go to Tuscaloosa and can you keep it offensively with Tua? And if they can, they're going to have a chance there in a way they haven't had. It feels like in a long time. Yeah, I, I, all, all that sounds right to me. Um, I, but I think the thing that you and I always prided ourselves on was paying enough of an paying enough attention. Where if somebody came from was if someone was was something of an outlier, that it wouldn't be a surprise to us, right? Um, you know, if it got if it got late and all of a sudden somebody was still at the party, we wouldn't look around going like who invited them. Uh, and I, I don't know that there's. I mean, I said, I'd say it different. There's not a team that's, that's like that right now. Uh, this year, there are too many. There are too many of the prime people that we expect to be at the party that will remain there. Um, I think. I think I'm just openly rooting for a little something different because, as much as Bama and Clemson can be these, you know, these programs that you enjoy having in there, Oklahoma and Georgia too. I mean, it, at some point. At some point, there there needs to be an influx of at least one different team, or else it gets really really boring, in my opinion. And we've that that we're in the midst of that right now. Where I mean, and even Ohio State, like they're not new, but Fields being there and them not having been in it last year was uh, it, it, it. It's you just need some sort of a, a of a taking turns being in the playoffs, or I think it's just you know it's the same shit every year. I think I read the other day that Florida, that 96 national championship team, that's the most recent first-time champion in college football. The the what? So the last time a college football program won its first-ever program's national championship was 1996 with Florida. I was at Rasputin's back bar when that happened, and I probably didn't even care what Florida was doing. Although, you know what, I actually like the werfel Canell stuff. Back in the day. Oh, wait a minute. Canel might have been. Well, that would have been the bowl game and he was 95. So, yeah. Yeah. I had to just reset well, the history just, button there. I just want to see. Some, I just, I mean, I mean, look, Bam and Clemson, and they all deserve it. They, they've, this is what they are. I just, I think I've just, I, I just, one, one new it. team in the four would be fun. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, you can say it. All right. I have two more things because I know you have, you have an adult lifestyle and a show. And everything. So, what is the thing that people collectively get the maddest about on Twitter, where you're like, I don't want to read your fucking tweets on this topic anymore? And I had a few that I could offer up, um, that I sent in a in a pre pod email. We really prepped for this one. I think fixing baseball by people that don't watch baseball is up there. <laughs> I also you know think the games the fifth- issue were longer. 
this is the longest, these, these games this year were the longest ever. You know that, right? No, and I almost sent like a, a jerky tweet out during the A's Rays game where I was like, I can't wait for all these pitching changes. This is going to be amazing. But I still like baseball, so I didn't want to be that guy. But um, people that don't watch baseball suggesting how to fix it is one of my my least favorite deals. But I'll I don't care if I sound old or not. I think the fifth wild card thing is stupid. Is I don't get it. Like what's now that we've had it? Like are people really going? You know, I was going to tune off, but there's three teams four games out in that second wild card now. So I'm going to see if the Pirates can have a good series this weekend. I just don't think that's what's happening. And to have a team like the A's win 97 out of 162 when you started this in February and you're ending in October, and all of a sudden after playing 162 and winning 97 of them, you, you're out after one. Like that doesn't make any sense to me, despite how great the wild card drama has been in some of these games. And maybe that's the point is have a moment, have your product be a moment, but I hate it. I hate it. I I hate it. I mean, we had Craig Council on and, you know, they lose the MVP of their team, maybe of the league. And then they play their asses off in September. And then they lose, you know, on a, I mean, it would have been tied after the Soto hit, no matter what happened with Christian. But they lose on a on a mistake in the eighth inning, and and it's all out the window. And if you're grading yourself on a 162 game sample size, and then you're eliminating based on nine innings, I just I, no thank you. Um, make it best of three. I don't. I really don't. Just at least at least then it's not totally arbitrary. Um, but whatever. I, I don't. I don't see people trying to fix baseball to, uh, because I don't. I think you either. You don't. You think it doesn't need to be fixed, or nothing that they do is going to make you say it's better. Okay. All right. So that one not high on the that's priority not, that's list. That's not the one. From- okay. I offered up uh, a couple more. Um, you know which one I'm becoming very tired of is that any backup QB that's in that has a bad game, someone auto goes, "Oh, and Kaepernick can't get a job." Like we get it. And I, I just, oh, I kind of want to tweet at the next person that does it and be like. You know this isn't insightful, and you just were looking and going, I need some reactions today. Like, I need to, because it gets retweeted a thousand times no matter what. But, you know, I would have thought Kaepernick was running for president when Nathan Peterman had that game last year with the Bills. And was it two years ago when he threw a million picks? And, yeah, it was. And the Kaepernick, so I just feel like on year whatever we're on with this, the Kaepernick can't get a job. It's just not, it's not me being anti-Kaepernick at all. It's just, it's not really insightful and you're doing it for the retweets. Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty predictable. The minute, like the minute any quarterback gets hurt and um, a quarterback is hired, it's, it's that, I just, I don't know how long it is before um, that, that, that signal goes up and someone sends that tweet out. I mean, that said, I think it's, you know, it's, pretty clear that the league is just, you know, they can say whatever they want. I mean, if somebody would have given them a call, you'd, you'd think, I thought, I mean, we've covered this topic, I think. I, I'm with you yeah, on we that. I, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. By the way, the Peterman thing, the big pick game, I, I actually think was last year. Um, well, I thought it was two years ago against the Chargers. He got McDermott, put him in there for Tyrod Taylor, didn't he? Um, he was still on the team Mama's last pod. year. Because that's why uh... Peterman first Peterman had had a first half against Oakland. Uh, excuse me, against the Chargers. It was two years ago. So seventeen. Because Allen was Allen Allen was Buffalo's quarterback last year. Yeah, but he was on Buffalo last year, and he had seven picks as well. So that that threw me off. But you're right because I remember still being in Bristol when he had the the big pick game. So um, it, was not a, Bristol, it was not a great time. No, not for him. Not, not, not for him, but he was, that was a big Kaepernick social media impression day. <laughs> here's, pardon me. Here's, here's where, here's where I am on Twitter. And it's, maybe this is, maybe this is recency bias because it ha- it's happened a couple of times with the NBA right around the corner is the, um, hardened step back travel conversation. And I, I'm, I, I don't like to be the guy. And I do it on Sports Center. Like I'll do it with Giannis or whatever. I'll say, you know, Eurostep, or as we used to call it, a travel. And you you come across like you 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 come across like the old guy who doesn't like fun stuff. If you have the audacity to say James Harden just took four steps backwards on that 
And then people are like, oh man, you just, you're just a hater and you just don't like fun. No, I, I don't dislike fun. And I, I am, I am as I'm in awe of James Harden as an offensive performer. Like he is almost peerless in his abilities. He's smart as hell and he's an incredible shooter and he understands how to use all these things to his advantage. So I'm in awe of him. I just don't think someone that's already that good ought to be allowed to just run because if there are, if there, if you have rules and they just don't apply, then don't have any fucking rules. Just let people run around, run the option. I don't care. And first down rockets. It's, I just think you have to, I, if you point out that someone has taken three or four steps because they took three or four steps, that doesn't mean that I'm the old guy screaming to get off my lawn. I'm just saying, do, do, are there any rules or, or, or aren't there? And I feel like there are two distinct camps with that. And the people that are, oh, you just don't like fun. It's like, no, I, I just think that the rules ought to have some application, um, particularly in that place. But I'm, that's a losing battle, I think. Maybe I'm the only one on this island, but I, I'll die on this island. Oh, no, dude, I couldn't agree more. And the the right arm flick away by Harden. And then, you know, it, it, this is something we've talked about forever, but when Twitter decides to just cancel a player because he was playing defense and then Harden gets away, and like, good for Harden for getting away with it. And I'm not telling Harden to stop doing it, but then we run the clip and it's like, okay, this guy died, you know, February 12th, 8.50 Central Time, he died because Harden chucked him to the ground, and we make it look like his ankles are broken and all the gifts that we're running. And I, I like that would drive me nuts as an opposing basketball player. Being like, oh, so the world's just going to shit on me here because a guy threw me to the ground and it wasn't called? And then when you point that out, it's like, oh, what's wrong with you? You're probably pro-owner. <laughs> like, no, I'm pro. That's bullshit. You know, like what? And Harden is, yeah, unfortunately, because of his usage and because of the way that team is designed and what that guy had to do to keep them afloat, which was incredible. Okay. And I've, I've given him credit for that the entire time. But yeah, the Harden thing is really funny that like anybody that's anti-Harden, you're right, is like some old asshole of a person. <laughs> it's like, not really. Like, I don't like how did that shift? that you're wrong for going, actually, he threw him away with his arm. I've seen the jump do it, and I've seen them argue and had people on the show be like, oh, you don't get it, though. You're like, what don't I get? So, um, yeah, tell yeah me, I'm, tell, I'm with help you. Help me understand, help me understand on the advanced cerebral plane what I'm missing here. Because that's, that, and that's also part of a part of it. Like, if a dude, if a, if a guy crosses a, someone over and that person falls down, then somebody on the social media team from SportsCenter is going to tweet that out. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you make the shot. That's the part where, and maybe that's the part where I'm really old because this is, and this is I know this might be a foreign concept, but like if you cross me over and I fall down and then you shoot and miss, well, and we get the rebound, then I didn't, I didn't lose there. You missed the shot, but it doesn't matter that you missed the shot. Cause I fell down. I just think if, if we're in pl- if we're at a place where the guy who falls down is the guy that gets laughed at, even if the shot gets missed, it's like uh, uh, okay. So I, I I don't know. It, it's uh, it's just it's it's life through a social media lens. It's life as a vine, which is now TikTok, I guess, whatever the hell the most recent thing is, where life is distilled to a six second moment where nothing that happened. Oh, he missed the shot. It doesn't matter. The other guy fell down. All right, well, Harden's going to make some dudes fall down, probably. And Harden's also going to take like three or four hop steps and back steps and take threes. And if you point out that he walked and you're the bad guy, no, nah, I'm just like, I have eyes and I can see him. So I don't know. Yeah. That's where I am on Twitter with the NBA getting ready to start is I'm, I'm already, I'm pre-fatigued for where the conversations on that front will go. And when you're a six seven two guard who made it rain for days and had his own NBA line yeah. before they even started painting it at the park, screaming with his hands up to a mix of of people and backgrounds, screaming, is anyone going to guard me today? You have the right to call out travels. I did that. Were you the only white guy that playing happened. when you screamed that? No, that day was that day was probably more white beachgoers. But I there were there were days when I was the only white guy in the park. That was I, I, that was my greatest when when I got out of the car and somebody screamed "Yo, Jerry West," and I didn't have to wait again after the one performance. That was 
high on my list of of basketball accomplishments. We got to do that. We got to do how filthy was SVP back in the day because they're they're stories I've I've heard them and um the problem. No, is I, real, had, I had a, I had a brief I had a brief run where I got where I got pretty good, but it was it was unfortunately brief, and it was it was after I was seventeen, eighteen in high school, so it was way too late for it to matter. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of offers at twenty nine either. Uh, <laughs> when you when your down. game really like, rounded into form. Yeah, when I really figured out who I was as a player, and uh, <laughs> like you. Like, you play anywhere? Be like, I'm still eligible technically, but uh, I, don't, I don't know yeah. if that's part of the plan. Um, okay, all right. Here's a new game. It's called Summer House. <laughs> Did I hear a laugh already? I've, I've just there's no, there's no one better at these things than you. Okay, all right. I'm really excited about this. Here's the premise: It's you and another guy. Um, and you know what? You don't have a ton of cash at the time, but I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess I have to just include all of it in there. So it's everything that that person has. So I guess if the other person has cash, they have cash. Uh, so I had to be, I had to be particular about this. So it's it's Scott, it's Scotty VP, summer house, maybe down at Dewey Beach. It might be one bedroom though, um, which plays a factor into this whole thing. So who would you rather live with for a summer, Antonio Brown or Fred Durst? <laughs> um. Fred Durst times a million. And this is actually great because I actually, I don't, I don't claim to know Fred, oh, but we've no spent way. a bit, I, but I don't, we, we've spent a bit of time together and this may Vegas? shock people, but Fred, Fred was a guest at one of the Tim Tebow charity events, That's which right. Tim Tebow and Fred Durst, maybe not two people you link together, but Fred, he, he was thoughtful and down to earth and interested in stuff about my life and was a really, really good dude, which did not mesh with the guy I pictured from Limp Biscuit at Woodstock screaming break shit with fires breaking out. That wasn't who I anticipated. So me and Fred, I mean, I think there's like a real possibility that we could do this. And Antonio Brown would suck because he might have someone come over and paint a mural and then not pay him and then various other problems that you just don't need to deal with. So me and Fred are down by law. All right. You just made it serious at the end because maybe you know, I wasn't even really. All right. So let's just move on to the next one. Um, but great. Do you have Fred Durst's cell phone in your, do you have his number in your cell phone? I don't. I don't, we didn't trade numbers, but we had like meaningful, like legitimately meaningful conversations about life. I know, but who's tier? Because there'd be a time where it's like, okay, well, Fred asked for my number. Certainly I'll give it to him. But the rules of the hierarchy of fame here dictate that I have to wait until Fred initiates a cell phone number exchange. Um, but I think now, kind of the way things have been going, nothing against Fred, but with your meteoric rise, I think that was on you to initiate that now. So be less humble. All right, number two. You ready? All right. Yep. James Harden or Jacob Sartorius. That's Big Cat's buddy who he retweets all the time so he can get in that teenage lane. Um, not Jocko Pustorius. That'd be way more fun to live with him, but he's unfortunately, he's been dead for a while. Uh, Google that one, kids. Jocko. But Jacob Sartorius or Harden? Um, Harden. Um, I, I feel like we could um, we could have meaningful talks about the about the about the three steps backwards i could i could plead with him to to play within the rules and he could just give me that link that he gave in the interview um so we could have probably some good meals probably he has like probably a chef or something um so the meals would be excellent um and that guy the, the guy you talked about that big cat retweets i i don't he's like a 13 year old kid that sings or something um uh, that's not for me so pardon a lot yeah I, I think it's hard in there um because i you know i've hung out with he's my coach he's my celebrity coach so right you got he's real he got you the, he got to the over right well i just checked myself in and harden was so out of it he didn't really care i never asked him to go in i just went in i go i don't care i just i, I and you got a so bucket I, <laughs> I was like hey i gotta get back in there dude and get some get some yeah. points um because if yeah. i don't play it's going to be really bad for me on Monday. And he was like, huh? I was like, all right, sounds good, coach. And I just went and checked myself in. Um, Buckets. Those guys weren't super locked in. They were just turning around trying to look at who was in the crowd the whole time. Okay, so final one. Final one. And we'll be done. This is such a good one. 1996 Old Dirty Bastard as your summer house roommate. Or, <laughs> or 
<laughs> Mike Greenberg. <laughs> or Mike Greenberg? Yep. I mean, ODB, a.k.a. Big Baby Jesus, a.k.a. Didn't he have Dirty Chinese Restaurant? Wasn't that one of the a.k.a.s? I don't, I mean, Mike Greenberg, forever. We're going to, oh, like, that mid-90s ODB, like, so much, so much potentially nefarious conduct could be going on. Maybe, I mean, it could be pushing the laws of law and physics. And Greeny would just be, like, super pride buttoned up about, hey, here's what the cable bill is. And I went and I bought some nice filet. And don't, you know, don't drink my Chardonnay. Like, not a problem. I just got the Diet Coke. I mean, this is simple. You you have your spot. We have mine. Come on. Like, you don't come home. And who knows who. Although ODB, like, the guest list could have been incredible. Was You never know who pops by, wants to get in the studio. I assume we have probably a studio in one of the bedrooms, right? Yeah, you're probably going to have some kind of makeshift studio there, ISDN. I, you know, I don't know how that would work. I think you're... I think you answered this too quick because I think Greeny would suck as a summer house roommate and I like him, but I, I think it'd be like, Oh, are those your drapes? You know, or he'd be like, Oh, I ordered, I ordered sushi. Oh, you wanted something? Like, I think he'd be a, I think he'd be a solo food orderer guy. Um, ooh, ooh, yeah. You know, but see now, you know, but, see, here's the, but now with all of the various means by which you could just get on an app and get your own food, that's not going to, although, it was ninety six. Is this, is this is this a combination time travel somehow? No, no, it's Greeny today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've moved I've moved the the molecules. You're moving there. the goalpost on me, and you're confusing me. But I'm still saying I'm still saying give me Greeny, just because I just I feel like there's way too many Safer. wild cards, way too many variables that can possibly be accounted for when it comes to ninety six OD. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I it's it's a scarier roommate, but I think it would open doors to all sorts of things, and other guys would stop by. You'd imagine ninety six, no, so different guys from the woo, yeah, no like doubt, you, God, no. would be there. And that's part of the time. That is part of the time travel stuff because you'd be on the cusp before a lot of stuff even happened. You, but like you can have you can have that, and me and Greeny will just be over here like getting tea times. I mean, it might not be the best summer, but it's just it's, it might not be a life ending summer. Yeah, one is you could die. The other is you end up hating one of your coworkers like a lot. Right, you just you you just you just mildly irritated. I'll take mildly irritated over dead. I just think there'd be rules with Greeny. Be like, hey, Tuesdays is Aloe Day, you know? And you'd be like, <laughs> right, but then like, again, what? But, but, like, oh, you guys don't do Tuesdays? You don't do Aloe Tuesdays? Like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. That's- yeah, so, but, and, I know, mean, but 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 ODB, ODB ODB could be could be pistols and, and samurai sword Wednesdays, and you know I'm not I'm not up for that. He'd also go missing though. That's the other thing is he'd be missing. You'd have a single for a couple weeks. Okay, are you ready to say goodbye this way? I found one site that lists ODB's 28 nicknames. All right, and this is how we're going to say go. goodbye. All right, roll fizzle beef, <laughs> dirt McGurk. Huh? The man of all rainbows. There's something dirty Chinese restaurant. There's a dirty Chinese restaurant. Is it on there? Dirt McGurk is the boy you weren't I knew you weren't thinking Dirt McGurk. Everybody knows that one. Um Big no. Baby Jesus. Dirk Hardpeck. Nice. Old Dirty Bastard. And then there was a, a run where he went by Super Bastard. Oh. Um Big Box of Chili. Joe Bananas. Yep, Joe Bananas was on there. <laughs> this one might be my favorite. Freeloading Rusty. <laughs> if, if, you, if there's Chinese restaurants not on here, then I made it up, and I apologize to all Chinese restaurants whose whose hygiene is noted. We still have more to go. Peanut the Kidnapper. Blunted Sultan. <laughs> Prince Delight. Old Dirt Schultz. Barney Cool Breeze, Ill Irving the Murderer, RJ the Mad Specialist, the Bebop Specialist, Dirt Dog, Sweet Baby Jesus, the Drunken Master Styles, 
the Biza, Osiris the father. Obviously, there's some background. He went by both. Um, Asan Unique, the Professor, Rain Man, and Hassan. So let's get a little more serious at the end. I'm going to Google old Chinese, old dirty Chinese restaurant. See if I can see if there's anyone okay. on the record. Hey, oh, this, this is good timing because my man Sam's ready to go to his soccer practice. You ready to go, buddy? All right. He's got on cleats in the house, which is a real problem. Okay. You say hello to the family. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. I look forward to it. This has been enlightening, and I have to find out why I thought something about Chinese restaurant was on there, because I swear to God I read it. Yeah, because there's an old, dirty Chinese restaurant on Yelp. And by the way, you can follow him at Not the Fake SVP and check him out with Stanford Steve on ESPN, their amazing sports center, which is a must-watch uh, almost every night at 11 Eastern. Especially for our fantasy football content. <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Thank you. I love you back. I had a blast doing that. Kyle, quick reaction. Instant post-game reaction from you. Love the time travel. Love the old dirty bastard. It was just a fun pod. It was great. Big fan. I still wonder if you'll if you're comfortable enough to be like, you know what? Not as good as you think it is. Dude, I'm down with time travel. I was I really jogged my brain, dude. I really thought about you want your mind blown on a Friday? Yeah. Exactly. Friday morning with no sleep. It's great. I noticed a couple late night tweets from you. You're back in the dark room, huh? That's your spot. Where where in LA is the dark room? That's on Melrose. It's like on the cusp of West Hollywood. It's great. Brian Curtis popped up. Uh, David Shoemaker, Mark Titus. It's good. Good time. Oh, so you guys, you guys went for it because I saw, I saw a pretty late tweet and then a comment towards it. So I was like, oh, he's up. So how many hours <laughs> of sleep are you on right now? Uh, about two and a half. Man, I always the get recovery the recovery of the recovery of the young. Nothing like it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind here real quick, time travel based. I've, I've said this before, so some have heard it. Most haven't. But I remember being in high school, and we had a kid who was a classmate. And he actually wasn't that smart, but he just sort of carried himself as smart. He may have been like smart in the ways of things, but it wasn't like, oh, this kid's like getting a 4 or anything. I don't even know how great of a college he got into. But he, um, we were talking about time travel in, in a chemistry class. And he said, if time travel were possible, wouldn't we already know about it? Meaning that someone would have traveled from the future back here to tell us about it. Fuck. Yeah, he's got a valid point. Right? Now, the argument against that that I made was like, we don't know if that timeline has actually been established, though. So, Right, wormholes and whatnot. Right. It was pretty cool. A couple of high school kids arguing about the merits of time travel in the early 90s. So not even though it was Martha's Vineyard we they did not have a smoke weed before we went to class <laughs> all right enjoy your Friday and uh that was that was a good time we'll be back with Chris Long on Monday and we get another kind of cool guest lined up for next week and uh, we'll just keep this thing rolling so please subscribe rate leave a million reviews if you could mention Belvedere if you want to help me out and you want the pods keep going although look I'm not going anywhere for a couple of years but you get the game so please play it if you feel like you want to and you're super bored and it sounds a little bit like a pandering but i have to sometimes so you guys are the best talk to you soon